Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. I should, be, I should be paying more taxes. And people who are in the bracket of making millions of dollars, or whatever the number might be, should be paying more taxes. But we have to go back a year or so. I was very vocally against President Trump's corporate tax break of lowering the corporate tax rate from 35 to 21%. I was against it because corporations should not have been given that sweet deal without any incentive to do anything for their employees or the communities they serve. Okay, we'll be talking wow. more about uh, Howard Schultz and his view of things. Uh, well, probably for months to come, if he's serious about running for president. But anyway, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Everybody's a central planner now. Everybody. We need to plan the economy, write laws so that the economy goes in the directions and in the ways we choose. I mean, I'm shocked that a businessman would not get that if you lower corporate tax rates, that flows directly to consumers and employees. The corporate... Well, all right. On the other you know, hand, I'm, I'm happy. He's, he's the only person talking about the debt. Yep. That is our general manager today. The debt is at $22 trillion. Hit that number yesterday. It used to be... I, I remember when it hit a trillion. Wasn't that long ago. No, <laughs> and no. Everybody made a big deal of, what is a trillion? Well, you can stretch from here to the moon and back and all these different things. And now we're at twenty-two trillion, and now the trillions start to add up. Doesn't even make the news. Right. Doesn't make the news, and neither party talks about it. It's amazing. I would point out two trillion added since Donald J. Trump took uh, oh, office. Sure. Two sure. trillion. Part of it was the tax cuts. Now, arguably, with the economy growing like it is, revenues will increase, and that will uh, uh, help uh, ameliorate that effect. But will it enough? There's been zero reform of the things that are causing the the debt, so probably not. How do you go broke? Gradually, then suddenly. Right. And then everybody's going to be screaming and yelling, my kids, when they're like my age. How did this happen? Mommy and daddy screwed you, kids. <laughs> and grandma and grandpa. And grandma and grandpa. Especially grandma and grandpa. Start with the baby boomers, the worst generation. Right. So uh, a couple of things very quickly, and then we'll get into the old uh, schultz I tell you what, I, he's misguided, he's wrong about stuff, but I believe he is telling the truth as he knows it. And he's not like misguided AOC style, like complete fanciful cuckoo bird, nutso, no idea what she's talking about. Uh, you know, at least I think old uh, Schultz is worth listening to. A couple of things very briefly. Proof that stupid people are running the world. The Dixie School District in San Rafael, California, considering whether to change its name after parents say it's linked to the Confederacy and slavery, the Dixie School District. Hundreds of people packed a school board meeting Tuesday in the San Francisco Bay Area City. Considers itself a progressive center, Jack. Promoters claim the 150-year-old district was... Named on a dare by Confederate sympathizers. Opponents, a.k.a. people who have any idea what they're talking about, say it was named after a Miwok Indian woman, Mary Dixie, who was a big leader in early education, that wow, sort of thing. Wow, so it's actually, it's actually the sort of thing those people are complaining generally would like, naming it after a Native American person. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But because they got a whiff on Facebook... 
that it was named by Confederates somehow. But how doesn't it not just end as but soon as it's an it. opportunity to virtue signal? Why are you always asking about what is real? But I don't understand. What's real doesn't matter. When you said it, I thought, oh, it's in California. That's surprising. And then when you say it's named after a, an Indian woman, that was her name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Isn't that just the end of it? A specific right, you would think. You <laughs> oh, I didn't know think. that. If it were about that. But number one, once people are whipped up and feeling self-righteous, they won't listen. Uh, the, the school board, by the way, said, no, we're not changing the name. They voted it down. But that does not Good. negate the fact that Good you have them. hundreds, if not thousands of people howling over the racism God. to show each other how pure ideologically they are. God, I want to end up on a stage in front of a crowd like that sometime. I've got to find a way. They'll drag you out and beat you to death. Fine, I'll wear a helmet. But I want to stand up in front of those people and say, you are morons. Right. It has nothing we got to soften your message. <laughs> I'm your campaign consultant. I... I, I I'm your messaging Listen, director. I love the direction you're going. I think we need to touch up your wording. We're trying to change minds here. Now, I just want to berate them. Now, wasn't there another story like that? I think it was the, yes. oh, in Oregon. What was that? There was a school that they actually did oh, change oh, the name. Lynch. Yes. It was named after the Lynch family, which made huge donations. But uh, because the name is the same sound as the unspeakable crime of of executing someone without trial, or unjustifiably, that uh, is too uncomfortable. Craziness. Stupid people are running America now. You just you can either fight it and be like me, all stressed out and headed toward an early grave, or you can just go with it and welcome our stupid overlords. Class A moron. This is a somewhat related topic. I was asked, I, Joe Getty, arbiter of um, of, of strange-seeming racist incidents, whether this was an actual attack or a social justice warrior trying to, com- trying to create an act of racism so that he, in this case, could rail against racism. And that was the attack against actor Jussie Smollett, allegedly by two... Trump-loving racist white guys who beat him down, poured uh, some unspecified substance on him, maybe bleach, put a noose around his neck, and and shouted, this is MAGA country. Also shouted uh, racial and, and, and homophobic mm-hmm. slurs at him. And where did it happen? Chicago. Which is, that's, 2 a.m. That's bitterly Mag- cold. That's MAGA country? Chicago? N- not uh, <laughs> not to, from what I remember. Anyway, um, and I said at the time... It's an incredibly serious situation if indeed a man was was beaten and threatened and had a noose around his neck and, and stuff. It's so serious. You have to take it seriously. You cannot treat it lightly. But my ruling at the time was that it really is too perfect. Yeah. It's too perfect. Well, Chicago police are making noises now. They found nobody, no evidence um, and they're making noises that Mr. Smollett has not been cooperative. Now, he's making the rounds. I think he's on Good Morning America this morning. Really? Denying that he's not been cooperative. What about the not sharing his phone stuff? Well, right. Exactly. Um, he won't turn over his phone, which supposedly would have the uh, the information that would prove possibly that something happened. They've right. got cameras everywhere in Chicago, and no camera footage caught any of these they things. They have a couple said. of dudes walking down the street bundled up in their coats, and that's it. 
Uh, let's see. The police have pointed out repeatedly Smollett did not immediately turn over his phone records or, or his phone to prove that he was on a call with his manager, Brandon Moore, when the attack took place. As claimed, it carries significance because Moore claims to have heard the attackers calling Smollett um, a, a blanking enter and shouting, this is MAGA country. Uh, within the first few days of the attack, he gave an interview to Variety. The manager did, saying he heard the slurs, but has since not spoken and refuses to answer questions. On Monday, Smollett finally did hand over his records to the Chicago Police Department, but they were heavily redacted. He had all sorts of stuff blacked out so they couldn't see it. Chicago Police Department described them as insufficient proof of the call. Uh, the actor angrily responded uh, via representative. He was never told as much. He, they were rejected to protect personal contacts or high-profile individuals not relevant to the attack. I'm, uh, you know, if if I'm the subject of a brutal attack and the cops say I need your phone records, I'm not worried. The cops no. are gonna like say, "Oh, wait a minute! Wow, that's Jack Armstrong, the co-host of the show. Let's call him at home." No, I'm Mister Privacy. But if I'm the one that called the police to say I was attacked. And my phone is going to help prove it. Yeah, here's my phone. See? Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, Weigel. Who is Weigel? Uh, oh, Fox 32 Chicago anchor Rafer Weigel reported that police received phone call records. They're limited and redacted. Weigel had previously reported that the police superintendent plans to hold Smollett accountable if the investigation reveals he made a false report. Quote, Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson says Smollett is being treated as the victim in this case, but if the investigation does reveal he made a false report, he will be held accountable. Um, That is something so for the cops even to be saying out loud. So it's incredibly weak. People do this fairly regularly, yeah. so it's not... You know, it's not impossible to believe. It's 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 weird. It makes you a very strange person. Um, but yeah. the, so the manager had to be in on it to a certain extent, though. Yes. Yes. Which makes it very weird. Usually you don't have a couple of people in on it. Uh, locals. Remember are, the girl that put the bacon on the door handle at the mosque? Right. Right. Well, and, and I mean, she was just one nut. Your social justice warriors, the problem is they don't read news accounts. The mainstream media will, if they handle this story at all, if it turns out to be a false report and it's starting to look like it is, they will bury that story and devote a paragraph to it, having spent uh, many front page uh, paragraphs. Uh, outlining the initial accusation because it reinforces their worldview that lunatic MAGA people are are roaming the plane, uh, dragging down anybody of color. Um, Locals saying, I've been in this neighborhood five years. I don't believe it. Not around here. Half the people are gay and the other half are black. Um, This is MAGA country. Right. Uh, An entrepreneur tweeted, uh, uh, well, that's just a local guy. Um, so, yeah, listen. To me, this, it's, it's open a, and shut with he wouldn't give him the phone. To me, yeah. that's the end of the story. He's a progressive activist. Okay. Pretty clear he what happened. He did get beat up. I understand your restraint in the beginning because you wouldn't want to not take this seriously. He's a phony. Right. Now, He's I, a complete phony. I will be astounded and I will apologize publicly and retract this over and over again if I'm wrong. He faked it up. So the House Intelligence Committee, was it last year, said they found no collusion with Trump and the Russians. Now the Senate Intelligence Committee, which was seen as the more nonpartisan grown-up version, because the House Committee was completely out of control, the Senate version came out yesterday, and they didn't find any uh, collusion. But it's getting no news coverage. 
Doesn't fit the narrative. What's that all about? More on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. And I and I inhale. I didn't. I did inhale. It was a long time ago. <laughs> but yes. I know you have to go. They say you have to go. I just, to I just broke news. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was it in college? Uh huh. See, see, I like stuff like that. That's a real <laughs> honest answer. Yeah. Was it a blunt or joint? It was a joint. Hey. Yeah. You remember the high? <laughs> I do. So if it was legalized all throughout the country and <laughs> medicinal, would you, you know, do it? Listen, again? I think that it gives a lot of people joy, and we need more joy. <laughs> we need more joy in this world. <laughs> Dope fiend Kamala Harris admitting to a morning radio show that he, she has smoked drugs. She used to put people in jail for that, by the way, which is a slightly uncomfortable juxtaposition for me. But, yeah. um, but now it's funny. <laughs> So later in the interview, she they ask her. Uh, she said something about music, and she said she used to used to used to listen to Snoop Dogg and Tupac when she was in college, smoking her her drugs. And then uh, yesterday, she got blasted for the fact that she was in college before either one of them put music out. So she was obviously lying or crazy or I don't know what Pandering you're trying to think. To the Tupac crowd or something, and I, actually, I, if you hear the interview, both guys asked different questions at the same time and. A, she answered the one, not the other, and B, who cares? Uh, yeah, yeah, if you forgot. Seriously, you think that's, <laughs> I don't know. You, that, gets your, that gets your partisan bone a humming? Yeah. That problem? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough because people enjoy the game of making fun of the other side when, sure. they, when they either misspeak or say something crazy. Right. But I really wish we could just focus on their, their positions, <laughs> their, their policies. What does she want the tax rate to be for various groups? What does she feel about illegal immigration? Not whether or not she misremembers when Tupac al- Tupac's first album came out. Right. But that's what we do. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, in college, I remember listening to R.E.M.'s Blankety Blank album. That didn't even come out till the next year. Okay, it was the other one then. I don't <laughs> Hey, I was thinking of a as we were time, just I discussing, <laughs> I was high. <laughs> and B, who cares? Drug fiend Kamala Harris. I tell you what. And also, I just I, I tell can't you get, what. I can't get over the whole politicians being super cool about how they smoke dope in college now that it's over fifty percent popular. Right. I mean, it just it, that drives me crazy. Well, same I, with the same thing that happened with gay marriage. Now you're marching in marches and stuff like that. She does have the issue that she did, you know, put people in jail for various drug offenses and now is laughing and giggling about the fact that she got away with it, which is always super uncomfortable for me. I don't just it's it's not it's not cool. And there's, you know, a pretty long history of politicians from Bill Clinton to Barack Obama to Kamala Harris to various Republicans. I'm doing the same thing. But, you know, I'm a fun suck. That's what I do. I suck fun. You walk into a party, make sure nobody's happy when you walk out. Oh, my God, honey, look, look, a pipe burst. There's fun all over here. You better call Joe Getty to suck the fun out of here, because he's a fun suck. This is my new career. 
call you Danny Downer. Yes, exactly. Well, somebody needs to take the world seriously, Michael. You got a new cat? Try to fix it. <laughs> Have you ever heard of feline leukemia? Wah, wah. Jeez. That's from Debbie Downer on Saturday Night Live. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. So this is simultaneously uh, good news and bad news. Um, no, uh, no matter who you are or where you live, you've, you've heard us railing about the absolutely indefensive, idiotic, uh, bullship train. I wish I could just use the word on the air. I probably could. Um, uh, the, the idiot uh, bullet train project in California, which the, the good people of California uh, voted for idiotically in an incredibly fraudulent ballot measure. And uh, the ballot said it cost $39 billion to build a 300-mile-per-hour Japanese-style train from L.A. to San Francisco, and it would just be fantastic. Well, as the cost is doubled, tripled, and it will quintuple, I mean, if anybody's going to be honest about it, um, it was impossible to kill. There's a southwest flight between those two towns going every hour, every day. For very little money. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 the time period it would uh, take tripled, and every all the polls showed that everybody was against it now, but it couldn't be killed. It was like a vampire. Well, California got a new governor, and the new guy says no, that would be idiotic. It's canceled. So one guy has the power to make a hundred, two hundred billion dollar decision, and the people have no say in it. Welcome to. Uh, Welcome to Corruptifornia. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, at least he said it's off. <laughs> well, Donald Trump is pondering. He is looking for uh, money for the border walls. Not giving up on that yet. El Chapo is going away, and Apple has come up with a great new app for veterans. We'll have those coming up for you. Excellent. Awesome. And we got to get to that Senate Intelligence uh, Report on collusion on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is a pretty big story that's not getting much attention, but, uh, well, here it is with Marshall Phillips. Well, the Senate Intelligence Committee now approaching the end of its two-year investigation into Russian meddling in the 2016 presidential election, and after nearly 200 interviews, the committee has uncovered no direct evidence of conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russia. Committee Chairman Richard Burr says if they write a report, there is nothing that suggests there's collusion. The North Carolina Republican says more facts may be uncovered, but the investigation is likely nearing an end, and Democrats have not disputed this notion. Yeah, as NBC said, that's according to both Democrats and Republicans. That was the clip I was going to play Just on the committee, FYI, but whatever. That whatever. that two hundred interviews and two years, and there's no direct. Uh, evidence of of this now other democrats are coming out and and heaving up a note of caution say well uh, let's not be premature here we, let's wait and see the Mueller report. there are implications of a pattern joe oh well i'm, I'm afraid you're going to need direct evidence if you're going to impeach a president well and now the spin is and i was listening to i think it was cnn this morning um a uh, democratic leader was on there saying well listen there are things that are illegal that are clearly violations of federal law, but then there are things we just don't want as Americans to be in our politics. That could be true. And we need, well, yeah, it's absolutely but true. That's a political I, decision. I got a list a hundred things long. Um, but yeah, now you're getting into what is nasty. 
And and, and meanwhile, you got the the cover. I, I, the last magazine I subscribed to, kids, a magazine is a website they print on paper for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the cover of the Atlantic, the new issue is impeach. Time for Congress to act on whether the president is fit to serve. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Well, is this, the- are you still seriously selling there uh, with a... Uh, um, uh, uh, magazines with this narrative. Well, the current chair of the House Intelligence Committee, old Schiff, the Adam Schiff show. Schiff is a joke. It's a Schiff show. Um, Outside he, a dumpster fire. He has said there's plenty of evidence of collusion between Trump and Russia. Well, well the Senate Intelligence Committee says there's not. Well, and remember, collusion is not a word with a definition in this context. Yeah, that's why I like in this particular uh, reading of it, there's no evidence of conspiracy because conspiracy is a thing. Right, right. Um, And there's no evidence of conspiracy. So, you know, it's not over. It's the Mueller report that'll be the final report. But unless he uncovers something that both the Senate and the House committees didn't find. Yeah. There there was absolutely fumbling, mumbling, and bumbling and reaching out to WikiLeaks and the rest of it. And Paul Manafort had various contacts in the Ukrainian and Russian oligarch world. I don't... I, I'm uh, all that I believe perfectly. I think when it comes down to it, we're going to see a, a hastily assembled amateur campaign right. that you know had contacts with people maybe they shouldn't have, but uh, some grand conspiracy. Forget about it. I don't think they were good enough at their jobs to pull that off. But you know, it's my opinion. It has been decided El Chapo, El Chapo, I should say, will be heading to a prison known as the Alcatraz of the Rockies after being found guilty on all counts in his drug conspiracy and money laundering trial. Former penitentiary warden telling NBC News that Joaquin El Chapo Guzman will likely spend the rest of his life cut off from the world at the Supermax Penitentiary. Sure would like to know what El Chapo's thinking. I would, I would love to know that. Is he thinking, you know what? It was a good run. I knew it would end this way. Or, or, or what? Well, I heard a great interview with his uh, defense attorney, his head defense attorney, who said, this is the first case I've lost in 11 years. But he, he was asked, how did El Chapo react to the, uh, the verdict? He's, and the guy said, well, he, he was trying to encourage us. He was telling us, don't get down. He said, I'm not done fighting, and so keep your chins up. Uh, we'll, we'll keep fighting this, fellas. He was, he was leading. And they're going to appeal based on a couple of things. Uh, they got some gripes with the judge. And Chapo's like, hey, fellas, this ain't over yet. Come on! Well, he's gotten out of some pretty sticky situations. He is not going to get out of this one. No. Bye-bye. That's exactly. The doors of justice just slammed on him. The national debt, my friends, hitting a new record high with the Treasury Department's daily statement. Showing it had reached 22. I owe you. I owe you. $22 trillion. It is projected that this year's deficit will be almost $900 billion, more than 15% higher than last year's hey, when, deficit. When did we hit a trillion? Can you look that up, Sean? I know that information exists. Because I remember it was a big deal when we hit a trillion. Oh. We're now at $22 trillion. $22 yeah. trillion. We have added $549 million to the debt since we went on the air this morning. A half a billion? Half a billion dollars. Since uh, we've been on. I believe my math is correct on for that. For a couple hours. According to the first uh, Google search result, October 22nd, 1981. Is in a trillion? Yeah. Sounds about right. Wow. From 1981 to now, $22 trillion. Well, keep in mind that uh, Barack Obama doubled the 
national debt under his eight years, and uh, the Donald J. Trump administration has added two trillion more. Yeah, well, we'll take a look at that yep. chart for fun because uh, how it for fun it's a good time. Uh, how it ramped <laughs> <laughs> how it ramped up so quickly in the last decade is amazing. Oh yeah, I have the numbers behind the numbers, and they will make you militant or give up. No, no, nobody cares. Sorry. Well, I can say we'll, that. We'll, though. we'll, we'll talk it about. It will make you militant. <laughs> we'll talk about the car payments. We'll talk about how much money most people have. We get the government that reflects our own lifestyles. Right. It'll make you convert to Quakerism. See, I can say anything I want. Quit you yelling can, at you me. You can. All right. An optimistic note for service members: Apple has announced it is working with the VA to make veterans' health records accessible on their iPhones. When the feature launches, those getting care from the VA will be able to view their health records in the health app on their phones. Medical information will also be organized together by date. It'll include things like allergies, conditions, lab results, medications, and vitals. Apple says the data and the information will be encrypted. It'll be further protected through an iPhone passcode, touch ID, or face ID. So the vets will be able to check their iPhones to get their latest stats as far as their health care goes. There isn't a lot to like about uh, modern American medicine, the the business part of it. Uh, The actual treating part of it is pretty decent. But the fact that you no longer have to go to a doctor's office and and beg them to photocopy a bunch of records and give you your x-rays, and then you get them in a manila folder three days later, then you haul them across town to the other. The fact that you don't have to do that yeah. stuff anymore, that's a blessing. I can look up my most recent hemoglobin. hemoglobin. <laughs> I can look that up anytime I want. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Apple is starting with the Apple Watch is making yeah. a very huge push into yeah. the healthcare market. Tim Cook is on the record saying when you look back at uh, at Apple as a company as a whole, you will see that our biggest impact on the planet will have come from healthcare. Humo Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Yesterday, I bought a new iPhone. Oh, really? Congratulations. Wa- what? Not like I had a baby. For my wife, I bought a new iPhone. <laughs> What'd you name it? And, uh,. I'll tell you this, you go to the phone store, they have no idea what they're talking about, those people. None. You, you, if I read, if I scan an article about the latest iPhones yeah. in my car before I go in, I will know more than the people who work there. If you do that for a living, how do you not, in your free time, just look over the phone so you know what the information is? Every uh, a season of soccer, I got a trophy. <laughs> And so I didn't even try, and that gave me an important message for my life. I'm amazed every time I go to the phone store. I won't mention the three-letter store, but go to different stores, ask them questions. You'll get different answers every store you go to on what the plans are and what they cost. It's a, a rectangle, and as you can see, it's shiny, and you can, like, text on it. All they, right. They stated with complete confidence all kinds of things that were completely false. <laughs> and and it's a thousand dollar item. It's not right. like you know something cheap. It costs a thousand bucks for one of these things. You're not buying a bag of rubber bands. <laughs> exactly. My hemoglobin. <laughs> he got it. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
most people thought the big Trump tax cut was going to cut their taxes. It turns out the reason it was called the Trump tax cut is because it only cut taxes for Trump, specifically. <laughs> According to the IRS, the average refund check is down this year by 8% across the board. People are getting smaller checks, and a lot of those, many who say they voted for Trump are venting their frustration online. They even came up with a hashtag, GOP tax scam. And now, in fairness, it hasn't been bad for everyone. If your name is Goldman or Sachs, for instance, <laughs> you're doing fine, but... Yay! That... Yay! The opposite of the truth! Yay! That is the saddest thing I've ever heard. I know. Masquerading that was as humor. the opposite of the truth. And the audience was laughing because they don't know. Right. Yep. And he assumed, I think, unfortunately, correctly, that people watching don't know that he was saying the opposite of what is true. Well, you know, he, oh he my carefully God, that's the way he phrased things, because I think Kimmel knows, because he's oh, a pretty smart he's guy. He's got to know himself. Yeah. Oh 80% God. of people paying less taxes. 80%. People were, thought they were going to pay less taxes, but their refunds are smaller, which yeah, is, you're, you're right. right, a cleverly written way for so for so he didn't say something right. that he could be accused of being dumb. Yeah. But it was obvious what he was doing there. Yeah, I think he has a conscience. Oh, my God. Yeah. Where we, I know we say this all the time. <laughs> we're screwed. But we are absolutely screwed. If people think their taxes went up because their refund is smaller. Yep. We have goodbye, no, sweet America. We have no chance. Goodbye, sweet America. So why would you expect anybody to care or be able to do anything about hitting twenty-two trillion dollars in national debt yesterday? All right, here's if they don't understand the most basic of their own taxes. Here's where I need to jump in. Nobody wants to hear this. Nobody has any interest in hearing this on their radio show. <laughs> But we don't have enough self-control not to oh talk about it. God. So, what we're going to do is alternate facts about the national debt with our wackiest sound clips. Won't that be fun, everybody? Every single taxpayer owes $180,000 right now on the national debt. Every single one of us, plus interest for the rest of our lives and our children's lives and our grandchildren's lives, but nobody cares. Hey, yeah, beautiful hair. Oh, remember that? Guy thought he saw Bigfoot. That's good stuff. You know, every citizen, every man, <laughs> woman, infant, oldster, those who can't take care of themselves, every single one owes $67,000. The unborn, the moment they're born, they owe 67000 You don't want to hear this. Wasn't nothing strange about your daddy. <laughs> I remember Al Sharpton at the funeral. That was good stuff. Medicare expenditures <laughs> over a trillion dollars and growing by $10,000 a second. A second. And there's no taste to reform it. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I remember her. Sweet brown. Oh, she's just getting a sodi pop. Lord Jesus of fire. That was her, right? Ah, oh, there's a good time. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the uh, where is that? The uh, the the government takes in uh, ten thousand one hundred dollars per human every single year, but they spend a significant percentage more than that. Uh, plus, you got your state taxes, and many states are uh, are running up debt as well. Although. 
The only saving grace of the United States right now is that states can't print money. Because <laughs> if they could, i got to believe like 46 of them would be in debt. But nobody wants to hear that. Thank you so much to Tom Arnold. <laughs> oh, a little spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. So we're at $22 trillion. And $9 billion. We were at Rounding error. We were at $12 trillion in 2010. Right. So we've gone from 12 to 22. Yes. Since 2010. Yes. And we learned that in 1981 was when it hit 1 trillion. So yeah. from right. 1 trillion to 12 trillion was 20 something. And the years. economy <clears throat> is roaring. We were at 8 trillion in 2000 and what is that 5? So in 2005 we were at 8 trillion, we're now at 22 trillion. I mean, it's it's like just exploding taking off. And that's through Republicans and Democrats. In the White House. That's one thing you and can... And in the Senate. And, and in yeah, the Who Congress. controls government, right. Congress or the White House. Yep. That's one thing you can count on is the graph goes up, whether Republicans control or Democrats control, it just keeps going up. And it gets talked about less and less and less and less. Not even mentioned in the State of the Union address this year. That's because nobody wants to hear that. Nobody is going straight into the dump. <laughs> nobody does want to hear it. It's, no. it's, it's hard to explain. Uh, it's easy to get hypnotized looking at all these numbers whirling around. It's uh, it's about to roll to seventy thousand dollars per citizen. It's at sixty six nine ninety nine right now. It's where like is, my odometer. Where but is somebody's going to cut me off, and I'm going to look away. What's the matter with you, you big idiot? And I'm going to miss it rolling over to seventy thousand. Where is the big debt clock? 67. That's in New York, isn't it? I've seen it. I've stood there and watched it. Well, it's on the internet, well, right? But, but the the actual the act- clock, clock, yeah. the physical yeah, I think clock, so. clock, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's actually a physical clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And in New York, and you can uh, stand there and look at it, and it's absolutely. But I think the first time I saw it, it was like paid for. It was like two trillion dollars. Like the first time I looked at it. You know what's interesting is I'm looking at the federal budget deficit, and that is the current year spending. Um, because you've got the national debt, which which is the accumulation of all the overspending. Then you have the deficit, which is this year's overspending, and the. Which federal, we do every year, not just like we had one crazy year where we spent more money than we took in. No, we do it every year. The year current after year after year. federal budget deficit is just under $870 billion, and and the clock is whirling. It's growing. The budget deficit is growing as we have this conversation. All right, it's at five, okay, uh, $550,000 at mark, okay, tacked onto that. Eight hundred and seventy billion or so. Now it's at five eighty, five ninety, six hundred thousand dollars. So bingo, bango, bongo. That's how quickly we're adding ten thousand dollars at a chunk to the current year's deficit. Yeah. Now how the deficit keeps growing is just well because you know it's a day by day by day. We thing. take in a tremendous amount of taxes. Yeah. And, you know more than any country in the world, more than anybody ever has. Uh, but we still spend, we spend $5 for every three we take in. It's just incredible. But the Republican and the Democrat ran this time on not reforming any of the big uh, budget items, which is all the uh, income redistribution stuff. And that's why my favorite... Because nobody wants to hear it! I put on my underwear. That's a funny clip. That was Alex Trebek when he had some sort of weird thing with, I think, a hooker in uh, San Francisco. <laughs> a he says robber. he was robbed, but... Well, sometimes you get robbed by a hooker. He was in he was in his underwear with a with a woman in a hotel. But anyway, wasn't his wife there too? Yeah, I think they got a weird thing going. No, stop it. What the, is the, the poor old beloved Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> the poor old beloved. Judges were beloved. looking for menage a trois. <laughs> All right. 
Is this the Daily Double? You know what this is? This is anti-Canadian hate. And I won't have it on my air. What is spicing up your marriage? All right. That's enough No, no that. my favorite pundit comment on this of all time has always been George Will, the Washington Post, where he says people constantly talk about the division in Washington, D.C. and the the inability to agree on anything, there is great agreement. There is the greatest agreement between Republicans and Democrats oh, yeah. that we are going to spend more than we take in. Mm-hmm. There is complete agreement on that. Uh, well, that's something we've been talking about for a long time. Freakonomics did a great podcast about it, the uh, duopoly in Washington, D.C., how you essentially have Coke and Pepsi, but they talk to each other all the time and make sure nobody but Coke and Pepsi can sell soda pop. Um, and, and they're amazingly successful at that. Ask anybody who's ever tried to get a third political party going or get an independent candidate elected. It's and practically impossible. You don't think Nancy and Chuck and and uh, and, and old Mitch McConnell and and uh, who's oh, oh Kevin McCarthy half wit. Um. Anyway, uh, you don't think they're all uh, in that together? But Come what, on, what do up. they actually think? What What are they thinking? What's in their mind? Kevin they're, McCarthy's they're, they're thinking. Patriots. Look, there's a cloud. <laughs> That cloud looks like a dog. No, wait, now it looks like a hot dog. No, wait, now it looks like a bear. That's what Kevin McCarthy's saying. Ah, that's, un- that's not charitable. No, it's not, and I'm ashamed he of kicked, you. He kicked me out of a seat at our, at, when we were sitting to eat once. Because so. somebody more important came along. Because somebody more important came along. So I, I'm angry at him, and I have been for many years. Um, I just think he's a dope. But I just I just wonder what they're thinking. Do they, are they just so cynical there's nothing we could do about it if, if I tried? It's important, but I can't do anything about it. Uh, we'll let the next gen. I mean, they. I don't. I don't even know what they think. They don't care. How would you not care? I think they have a realistic view of the American ele- electorate, and they realize if I even give a whiff of the idea that I'm going to do the right thing, I will be immediately voted out of office. So I'm just gonna. I don't know. I don't get it. Y- Twenty-two trillion now. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.